You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Chris, pass the first test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chris's contributions here are done. Did you take notes? <laughs> I'm out. Oh, no. <laughs> he brought notes. You can't like stop it. working during mm-hmm. even a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So we are, today is Tuesday after Labor Day. So we had an extra day to be goobers. First thing I want to say is that I spent three days fielding questions on TikTok because I had two of the videos of this con- these conversations go viral. And basically everything, everyone thinks we're stupid. <laughs> What's <laughs> They new? figured us out. Yeah. I'm like, we literally advertise ourselves as dumb. <laughs> And what's funny in in the one video that went crazy viral, I said something like, "We're all goobers," like yeah. clearly putting out there, "I'm not an yeah. archery expert." Yeah. But half of the people are like, "Yeah, obviously," and then other half are like, "Yeah, that's a good tip. I do that too." The <laughs> fishing video though that went viral, where I I I'm like, I had never thought about this with braided line because fishing with like bass, I feel like you're not like around here. Yeah, you're not exactly at risk no. very often. <laughs> like, yeah, I cut my thumb. Usually it's like you're hung up and you're trying to pull it yeah, out. I yeah, I cut my thumb on braided line because yeah. I was pulling at a, like like you said, trying to get something loose. I cut these but creases all the time. I'm not I'll worried about, yeah, I'm not worried about losing a finger though, right? Like no. I hadn't really thought about that because no. I don't fish offshore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> these guys are just ripping me. They're like, how do you all run a fishing podcast and you don't know anything about fishing? <laughs> and then like, wow. how are you so stupid? This is something that everybody's supposed to know. And I'm like, delete. I'm not dealing with trolls. Like, <laughs> I get out of here. Um, I probably deleted like six comments. I'm, I, I just don't. I don't know. I don't invest in that like I used to. Chris remembers when I did. I used to have a lot of fun trolling people <laughs> Lots back. Lots of fights. Yeah. But sometimes I will. Like, somebody's a smart ass. I'll be like, cool. And and then that's it. But I don't. I'm just not getting into that. But I literally had like hundreds of comments on the post this weekend. Hey, so about. we appreciate it. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah, that's Talk right. Keep that. keep going. And you just making that video go more and more viral. viral. That's yeah, right. Thank you. I deal with a lot of braided fishing line, and I noticed that on the box there's a little logo or like a little warning sticker, and it's just like a hair dryer. You're not supposed to put a hair dryer in the bathtub, but they yeah, still right. put stickers right. on that saying yeah. don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Were those idiots that the stickers are made for? Yeah, yeah. Well, one guy was like, "You didn't know you're not supposed to put braided line around your fingers," and I was like, "Are you supposed to put it around your neck instead?" And, and then he got real mad. He's like, "I didn't realize this was a troll account." I'm like, "Well, you just found it five minutes ago. So how did you? How you were you supposed to know? You don't know anything about this account. You don't know how stupid I am. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. So that was fun. Uh, I I gotta tell this story first. I this is a long maybe not long. It's it's like. It was a like this was my weekend. I was like, this is it. My wife's working. I've got time to do things at the house because I can't leave. You know, I got a kid that's got a nap. I got two like two that I can push off to go outside or go go do whatever down in the basement where I don't have to worry about them. So I was like, I'm getting into my grills. I had a second big green egg that my dad gave me because he got a bigger one, and this one had like mold. It got wet inside and it like molded out, and he just didn't want to deal with it anymore, Mm -hmm. and he never used it. So I brought it home, and. I cleaned it out, got that one all like it's ready to rock and roll. I bought a new, a couple new things for it that it it was missing, but it's, it's probably, I don't know when big green eggs started, but my guess is this is one of the first ones ever made because a lot of the components have changed 
and uh, my dad bought this thing at an auction for seventy five dollars. Oh, Jeez. that's it's, a deal. Yeah, and a half. yeah. Well, so like with insurance, when they claim something, they'll auction it off within the company. So oh. they had paid probably a thousand dollars to replace this thing and then they'll auction it off internally so he gave it to me um i cleaned that up i busted out my uh reverse flow smoker that you guys have seen and i did a brisket and i used the caribecue like beef season and seasoned it the day before and while i was uh i I smoked that all the next day it was like a 12-hour process of a cook and then an hour rest and best thing i've ever smoked like it was amazing is that the one with the huge smoke ring on yeah it? yeah is that what the so picture good. was the smoke yeah. ring because yeah. i'm colorblind i can't see shit oh i was God. like <laughs> i'm gonna assume this is a smoke ring but it looks like he's just measuring his brisket yeah I don't know why this ruler that's is here. funny um no dude it i sent it to mike larson and he was like dude that's the biggest smoke ring i've ever seen dude but that's you need the, to send me that or i'll uh, send that picture to chris so when people watching this they can see the <laughs> i will ring. yeah yeah it's and you like, can see what chris was seeing it I just looks like he's measuring upload a black and white next to it so <laughs> yeah. you can see my version of what that's that looks funny like. yeah i hadn't thought about that it is very funny yeah poor chris uh, Derek's colorblind too man. scoot back this way you're, you're kind of yeah, we got like hide. half a chris um that's part so, of being hired to go out we, we got to have a certain percentage of colorblind people <laughs> yeah that's right Derek is in the warehouse i highlighted a bunch of excel sheets for him <laughs> and he's like dude these don't do anything for me <laughs> whenever any whenever anybody asks us about diversity hiring i'm like no we're literally colorblind yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're literally yeah. you don't have to worry about it yeah like half the co-founders no it's not half a third or a quarter it's Matt's i hard. think one eighth of men are colorblind so oh, we're really? close oh, to okay. the average okay. we're on par. Oh, yeah. yeah okay so my brother-in-law is colorblind i may have told this before but so we share a crossbow and i have to mark the veins because mm. he can't tell the difference between the uh, colors on the veins and yeah, so you have which to put an x put on that's yeah. crazy so that that was the biggest smoke ring i've ever done yeah. and what i love about that reverse flow is that i can constantly feed it charcoal and wood without it getting the green smoke Green smokes where you get bitter barbecue. You ever eat barbecue that kind of turns your tongue numb? Yeah, it gets the tannins. It's like they're it's like latching onto the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, you want white or blue smoke, right? You smoke a lot. You yeah. you know that. Like he wouldn't know what color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Can, wait, can you? Hey, it looks all fine. Can you? T- well, you can <laughs> I mean, tell because it's darker. Nah, I use a Traeger, so I don't really no, have to worry yeah, too yeah, much about it. Easy it's, bake smoker. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, so the this one is not easy, right? It's like a very intense process. I did that all day, and then the next day, I'm, I finished it up. Uh, I, we didn't even eat it for dinner because I, I knew that was going to be the case. I finished late, and we reheated it the next day, and it was amazing. I ate probably half a pound of brisket though while I was cutting this up, and froze a bunch of it, pulled a bunch of it, froze that, uh, and then the next day we're going to eat it. Next day, I'm like, this is, I think this is the day I, f- I cleaned up my egg and I um, did the, I, I like had a bunch of improvements and tweaks I wanted to make to the, the smoker. So it had rained overnight and it was too hot to put the cover back on it. And so like the grease cup was full uh, of water and it stunk. Like, so I dumped it out, out in the yard uh, and then I started cleaning everything up and I had, I had like this, um, this, this sealant. Like it's like a, a glue almost that go, way it goes on, but it's supposed to help seal up the grill even better. And I put on some latches that like lock the doors down real tight, making little improvements that I've been meaning to do since I bought this thing last mm-hmm. Father's Day, right? Like it's, I've had this thing for two years and I haven't done these things yet. So I spent hours doing that and I, I go inside. I, we've been leaving Ernie out, my dog outside because he has oh, just, no. he had kennel cough and he's been getting sick, mm-hmm. he's been puking in the basement, he's been... Sh- 
like dropping deuces on the landing and and so <laughs> on the landing specifically that's yeah. his spot nice. that's his spot yeah and then like all of a sudden he just thinks he can come upstairs now Ernie's kind of like in his I don't know he's going through something he's got Alzheimer's or something he's very old he's like 12 years old and so I go out to get Ernie to bring him back in and it was later I figured out what had happened I opened a door and he smells like death and I'm like oh, what man. what happened to you and I, I pulled the bandana off that he had on and I'm like it, it smells like dead animal. And I could not, I'm like, what? He has killed squirrels in the backyard or rabbits before. And I'm like, maybe he got into something. Boy, yeah. And so I, I ignored, um, somebody's inviting me to, sorry, whoever that is, uh, not, not for this show, maybe later. Somebody's inviting me to like co go live with them on t- TikTok. Um, uh, but, but I'm like, okay, I don't have time to deal with this tonight. I'm going to put him up. And I get him out the next day, and it's on him. So I'm like, he's wallowed in something. And he's done this to me before, uh, like wallowing in cow poop mm-hmm. when I took him scouting or something. And so I, I put him back outside, and then he comes back in, and he's got dirt all over him again. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I just realized late last night he wallowed in the rancid, nasty stuff that I dumped out of my – because I had forgotten to, fat, cl- I had forgotten to clean out the – it's pork fat that from uh, like the or, or rib oh, fat. I feel like pork smells even worse, it, too. Dude, it was yeah. bad. And, I mean, it had been, I had forgotten it out there. So I just took the cup out, dumped it, because uh, I didn't want to put that in the garbage can. It would be like even worse. Yeah. But I just dumped it out in the yard, and I didn't think anything. I, th- I thought about him. And I'm like, maybe he'll come up and lick it or something, yeah. but that's it. He's not going to want it because it's rancid, yeah. right? Like, it smelled oh, awful. He really wanted <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I gave him I – sh- I, like, scrubbed his neck yesterday and cannot get the smell off of him, which is why he's not with us today. He's oh, locked oh, in his crate right. again. I'm like, I don't know what to do with him. I'm, so, I got a dog that's up for adoption. Yeah, uh, really. You know, uh, <laughs> a at, comes as To a is. good home. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you. Great with John. Um, not great, not great with children. Not great with FedEx guys or no. really any other human. He's but, a good um, judge of character. That's yeah. what I say. <laughs> yeah, I, we can't tell that story, no. but is uh, <laughs> that anyway? So that was uh, that's my weekend. Is I got that smelly dog like down in my basement right now. Had yeah. to lock him up. So Poor you brought guy. my target back. Tell me about that. I did brought your target back halfway destroyed. Uh, yeah, so I broadhead tuned this weekend. Obviously. Whitetail season for archery opened here Saturday, and in typical fashion, I'm a few weeks behind. Um, I got out the broadhead to my bow. You know, I'm shooting. My field points are great. No problems there. Put the broadhead on, shoot it. It's way off. And so I'm doing that tooting where you try to get your broadheads and your field points hitting the same spot yeah. first. Uh, and I tried doing that, and every time I was adjusting my rest, it was like they were getting further apart, couldn't bring them together. Mm. And I was texting Phil about it, like, dude, I'm having tons of issues with this. And so that was Saturday, I guess. And then Sunday morning, I was like, or no, yesterday morning, Monday morning. I was like, I'm going to scratch. So I completely retuned with field points with my rest to get those back on, start from complete scratch, readjust my sight a little bit. Got that hidden well, went out last night, and first shot with the broadhead is grouped right there with the field points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now I'm feeling we better. Step back a little bit more. It's a little little looser, so I tightened it back up. Finally got ready for the season. I, uh, I, I was telling Liz about this last night. Every time I do this, crossbows, compound bows, there's this inkling feeling every time I do it. It's like, is it right? Because yeah. with with a rifle, you sight it in, you shoot it a few times. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to worry about it no. at all. Well, you're you not know? changing ammo or anything. It's well, like, yeah, and there's yeah. you're also so shooting from a bench. 
That's the like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. rest. You yeah. can bore sight it. Like yeah. you can be very confident. Yeah. So with with arrows or bolts, there's just so many variables that go into yeah. it. How they're lined up with the veins, you know, yeah. conditions. Well, and like we shooting. talked about last time, sometimes you do get an arrow that's not tuned as well. Yeah, yeah. And I if, had one of those. If you don't mm-hmm. know the tip that we talked about, which I defended and got made fun of as i said <laughs> if you don't know that though if you don't know to mark them you yeah. can have you're like man every, it's like every fifth shot i'm not doing something right well you yeah. don't realize it's that same arrow that's just flying crooked yeah and and there were a lot of actually there were a lot of good tips on people talking about fine-tuning the knocks which is yeah, totally accurate you, yeah, yeah so but, but and there was a soapy water test the guy told me about like there was huh. some, i learned some things from some people were not all jerks so a lot of people were nice yeah. about yeah. it but if you don't know that and you're trying to tune in a bow yeah, like, dude, it, it was supremely frustrating, and I couldn't get it out of my head. The whole day we we're hanging out with family for a cookout and playing baseball with the kids, and in my head, I'm only thinking about I've got to get that tune. Yeah, I've got to get yeah. it tuned. Yeah. yeah, and so last night when I nailed it, I went in with like big cheese on my face, and I was like, <laughs> I got it. It's yeah. ready. I'm good to go. And I do have one flyaway, so I'm throwing that out. I've got three. That's all you three need. arrows. If you can't hit it with three, then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. There's another guy commented, and uh, I, he said the same thing. He's like, he's like, you don't need more than three. And I'm like, yeah, I only, I always take three broadheads, but I always take two small game heads. Yeah. Uh, those, they're, they're the cheap metal ones that mm-hmm. go onto the front. Yeah. And I, I learned they don't. And then this guy said this too. They don't fly as accurately. Mm. I shaved the hair off the nuts of a squirrel last year. <laughs> <laughs> 20 yards, yeah. yeah. This thing would not go away. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'll eat a squirrel. And I, if I can get him to leave me – because I just kept thinking this big fox squirrel was a uh, a deer because you know how they are. And so I was like, if he gets within 20 yards, I'm going to take a shot. And I did. And he jumped straight up. And, like, the arrow literally was sitting <laughs> on his – and squirrel nuts are huge for, like, the size of the and, – and right in room. It'd be like you having watermelon nuts, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this thing jumps up straight up and then, like, runs off. Yeah. And my arrow's just sitting there. That's so. Well, where did you – like, your process for, like, tuning that, what yardages did you start at and back out to? Like, how did you – do that did you start at 10 i started at 10 yeah and so the first day i tried to broadhead tune i started out right at 20 i think that was my mistake because i was making adjustments too far away Mm -hmm. and so that's why i scrapped it all and then i started closer how far out did you go 20 20 20 yards i mean myself to 20 this year yeah where i'm hunting if if I get a 25 yard shot, it would be very rare. Most of them yeah. are going to be 20 or in. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm actually yeah. more worried. Like they're going to come into my lap and now I've got to, the only nice you know. thing about going out to like a 30 in that case is it starts to tighten up even better. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what you miss out on. If you know, yeah. I, I usually will try to tune. Um, I won't try to tune my broadheads out that far, but I'm usually trying to like, when I start really tightening up, I'll get out to 40. And so that is, that's m- like, I'm not going to shoot further than 40 with my bow. Cause I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Well, that, and it gets a lot more expensive when you lose an arrow. That's got a broad head on yeah. it. <laughs> well, my goal is to get all those things much tighter. Um, it was kind of like, let's, let's get this ready so that I can go hunt now. Yeah. Get out in the next few weeks early. Yeah. And then, you know, I've got in general though, if you're, if you're hitting with your broadheads pretty consistent like that, then you can still tune up and tighten up, you yeah. know? And then yeah. just check it with a broadhead. Now, did you practice with the broadheads that you're going to use to hunt? Mm-hmm. So you're going to sharpen them up again, or are you going to roll with it? I have replaceable blades. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, oh, cool. that's cool. And it actually, I, I got Thunderheads, so they come with five out of the box. And that was intentionally, I bought Montex initially. There was three broadheads. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get these Thunderheads because I've got five. And I can, you know, shoot with two and have three ready for the field or whatever. So I intentionally bought so that I could do that. Nice. 
What broadheads are you using? Uh, Montec G5. Um, they're fixed. So. Yeah. They're the ones with the holes? Nope. Oh, so oh wait, the yeah, they're not the ones with the holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those I went are. back and forth. I looked at the... I think Bears got some really cool ones out this year that don't have the holes that yeah, I've been kind they, of drooling over, but... They haven't been in stock. I, I don't know. think they can keep them in stock. Yeah, they're super cool looking, but I'm going to stick with what I did last year and just try to eliminate as many variables as possible just because it's, like, all so new, and I don't want to, like you're saying, like, be nervous. Like, I don't know... I don't want to be out there and be like, oh, no, it's, you know, this is an issue or this is new or that's new because most things I'm doing are mm. new to me. And so if I screw uh, up form, it's on me. Exactly. I want to take all the other variables out of it. Yeah, dude, that's that's a big thing. And um, I'm trying to figure that out at the range, too. I'm just like shooting a bunch, like having Derek watch me, having Phil watch me, having you watch me and be like, OK, well, you did this different. And uh, numbering the arrow, the fletchings and like narrowing down all those different variables has kind of been like my theme of the off season, just trying to get to where it's like, okay, I know my equipment is good and now it's a me problem and it just requires practice. And so that's, that's actually, a fun part too, though. Yeah. I mean, stuff out. that's where the target panic, uh, discussion with Derek came from. We did like some videos, um, was he was talking to me about that. He's like, that's something you need to consider too. He's like, most archers deal with it at some point. And like these drills, it doesn't take long to fix it. But like, if you practice these things, you can eliminate that variable too. And know that you, okay, it's not target panic. It's not the bow. Maybe, you know, you're, you changed your anchor point or, um, you know, what, or I actually changed my release. And so like making sure, uh, I'm in the same spot for that. Like it's just archery is, uh, is a game of variables. So I'm trying to eliminate as many as I can. I like to stress out about archery Yeah, and then, you know, go out, see a bunch of really nice deer in archery season and then get in gun season and shoot the first tiny thing that walks off. <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's, that's my MO. That's what yeah. I do every year. Hey, fill so. the freezer, baby. <laughs> it's harder to fill them with little ones though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I was talking to Liz last night about just the, the science behind the difference of a bullet with all the force. And I'm like, sure she really enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> I don't she know. Liz, smiling and nodding. <laughs> Liz, I feel like is more engaged than my wife would be. Yeah. Liz I mean, has like a yeah. natural curiosity about this kind of stuff that my wife does not. Yeah. And she's, I mean, she fishes and fly fishes and does all mm-hmm. that stuff. Too. My wife's she's like, cool. It. How are you going to cook it though? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's sold on like, I, it took me years to convince her to, on venison being really good, but now she likes it. So yeah. Sav's pumped because I've told her that like, if I kill a deer this year, I'll, I'll cook all the meat myself. So do you have like, a oh, deep freeze? Yeah. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. So say, yeah, it's like, it takes up a lot of space. Right now, yeah. if I got to get my wife to stop going to Costco, because I'm, I'm taking up your deer, my space. deer freezer is like <laughs> she's, she's not very confident. Of, it's in like your frozen success. burritos and pizzas right now. <laughs> and He's like Brad's gonna kill another spike. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm now insulted. Yeah, you better go home and start that fight. <laughs> I hadn't thought about this from this angle. I thought she was just recklessly not thinking of hunting season, but I think you're right. She just knows I'm not going to kill one. You have little faith. Yeah. You going to get out this year, Chris? I don't think so. Not this year. Yeah. I would like to start shooting a bow. I need to get one. Yeah. Eric is starting to get into it. Donovan said he's going to get into it. Oh, really? It. Yeah. Your, your homie's going to yeah. get into it. I feel like I could get into we it. We know some guys. We I'm a little worried yeah. about how much money I will spend once no, I start. It's not that bad. No. Uh, it's, it's, it's shoot, no to ready shoot. to hunt a, a bow. I don't know if I trust you guys. No. <laughs> I would you, say don't not worry to. about it. No, you don't have to go out and drop like a two thousand dollar, two thousand dollars on a bow. Plus, we can. You got your go out discount. Yeah, that's a good point. Forty percent off all your gear. So, um, 
yeah, we'll hook you up and right. get you you guys rolling. It's a good good. Uh, it's really fun. I actually like. I find it to be therapeutic to shoot. I yeah. haven't done it in like a year. Yeah, um, that's what I think the nerd, like the computer science yes, nerd dude. in me, would get really into it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like Zach getting into uh, long distance shooting. Man. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it's the same same thing. Like I do think, like you and Zach would probably start archery and be better than all of us. Uh, yeah, uh, immediately. 100%. Yeah, uh, because you guys are engineers and you understand like trying and deducing the problem <laughs> and then iterating and fixing it. Whereas, like, we're just like brute force. Idiots, <laughs> idiots like us are like, well, guess we better just start over on tuning yeah. my bow. <laughs> like, that, I would have totally done the gotta same thing. got to make it shoot faster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way, but Jacob and I are the same brainwave. You guys would be out there like totally in the minutia of, of tuning it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Zach, when he got into long distance shooting, it was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I read 13 books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's an expert. And I'm like, what in the world? So, yeah, yeah we'll get you into archery. All right. That's happening. Well, that's Sweet. something like. What are you doing at 10 o'clock? <laughs> yeah, really. we were, I was out to dinner with Phil, and he asked me, he's like, what do you like more? Or maybe it wasn't him. I can't remember. Uh, what do you like more, hunting or, like, just shooting your bow at the range? And I was like, it's kind of a weird question because, like, like bow hunting or shooting your bow at the range. It's like shooting the bow at the range is one of my very favorite things to do. I don't know if I could pick between one or the other, like hunting, there's so much that goes into it, but then Mm -hmm. bow hunting specifically, like getting close to animals and trying to figure it all out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But even if you and Donovan just wanted to go shoot a bow, like that in itself is a hobby. Well, archery archery in itself is way bigger and more popular than than bow hunting. hunting. Oh, by far. Definitely. Mm -hmm. To the tune of, hundreds of thousands of people well then you've got uh like long distance archery yeah so like we encountered those folks attack yeah it was like they got those big long long stabilizers and yeah it's almost like the olympics where they're shooting those weird like uh, their axis is huge too those bows are just ginormous didn't archery see like a huge boom from the hunger games and like catfish shooting a bow people got really that's another traditional archery is another one we see those guys at the range all the time over there shooting their trad bows (laughs) yeah did uh I, w- I want to get a chance to talk about something that Chris built while we have Chris on here, who we just totally suckered into this podcast. Yeah. But did you fish or anything this weekend? Oh, yeah. I took my sister fishing um, the other night. Just did you use your kayak? No. It was just like a local pond, and um, she didn't have anything. Like, I would have been by myself in the kayak. Is she, she new to fishing, or are you? Um, she goes out with me every now and then. Like, growing up, definitely a lot more so. She lives uh, a couple hours away now. Yeah. Um, That's fine. So, when she comes to town, uh, she really likes it. And she was, she was mad because the water was super muddy. And, like, normally it's pretty clear and you can see where all, like, the growth is. And so, yeah. I put, like, a worm with the bullet weight on it and, like, had her fish in some honey holes that I'm like, you'll catch fish here. Like, I know you will. And she kept getting mad that it was getting in the growth because she couldn't see it mm-hmm. through the water. And she's like, I'm just getting stuff all over my hook the whole time. Change mm-hmm. my thing. And like, I didn't have anything. For it, so <laughs> yes. I was like, hey, sorry, man. Like you're going to have to, I'll clean your hook or whatever. Um, I ended up catching one. It got stuck in a tree on the bank and ended up getting off before I could grab it. And then she ended up not catching anything. So fishing has been really slow for me lately. It's kind of like the, I feel like there's this lull I hit every yeah. August time where it just slows way down. Peak water yeah. temperature. I mean, the water's uh-huh. like at, yeah. its, at its hottest. At that yeah. Point. And then they're getting ready to turn over when it starts I, cooling off. I looked up the lake the other day cause we're going, uh, you know, that lake we're going to for yeah. the retreat mm-hmm. and the temperature was almost 80 degrees. I'm like, man, oh, that really? is so warm. That is so and warm. <laughs> seasonally. That is, looking back historically the last five years that's like record 
water temps. Oh, this really? will be able to swim, yeah. I guess. But yeah. yeah oh, gonna, well, that's why I looked it up. Yeah. Somebody asked me, "Is like the water gonna be too cold?" And I was like, "I don't think so." We're gonna um, fish while we're there, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a there's plans for that. Um, yeah. So Jacob uh, will have a game plan for us. It don't matter what the water temperature <laughs> yeah. is. There's gonna be a party boat and a bass boat. Yes. So, um, I will be captain of the party boat. <laughs> so bring your captain. We got hat. like a double decker pontoon with a slide. So uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I want a split time. I want a little bass time. I want a little party time. Yeah, you can fish while you go down the slide yeah. if you need to. I, I may. I got the net. Slide yeah. down. <laughs> I may need to find like a pirate hat. To, uh, that's yeah, what Zach know. was talking about. He's like, and then Ben was joking. He's like, "Yeah, that won't attract water patrol at all." <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this idiot over here with the double decker pontoon, standing like Captain Morgan on the top of it <laughs> with a pirate. All right, Chris, um, we got six minutes left here. Tell us about what you just built and launched. And I, I, I don't know. Is this going to be this podcast launches on Monday? Will Android it be live, live by then? Not on Android. Okay. It'll be a few weeks on okay. Android. We'll It'll be that. a little bit on web. So this is only on iOS right now, but we just launched Pursuit Pages. So not just me. It's like I built it on iOS, but a lot of help from the back-end team, um, a lot of help from Braden, honestly, getting content together. So right now in Go Wild, kind of the problem that we saw was a lot of people are using the trail mix and they're using trails. So you can go look at the whitetail trail and see posts by people that they're posting about whitetail. But there's so much more to go wild as we've evolved over time besides just posts. So there's trophies, there's time logs, there's posts, but there's also stories. So we've got a lot of content. That's where Braden comes in, getting all this content together. Um, Articles, stuff about target panic and stuff Mm -hmm. about bass fishing techniques that was kind of buried in the trail mix, honestly. It was hard to find if you were on mobile. Um, And products that people are using for all these different things. So Pursuit Pages really brings that all together in one place. So right now we launched with bass, whitetail, and turkey. Um, Really the three main pursuits we're seeing in Go Wild. We're going to grow that over time. Um, But right now, so like if you go to a bass pursuit page, which on iOS, it's either on your home tab, you'll see a little pursuits thing, and it's pretty evident. You'll see a little new flag there. Yeah, right up at the top. You see it on the shop tab as well. Um, but those pursuits will show you stories. So you get all the content. You can go and read all the content Braden's been getting together. And I'm yeah, sure there's other besides just Braden. But yeah. let's be clear. I'm, I don't write any of it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert. I'm, yeah, I'm but getting experts to write it for us. So. You've done a lot. Yeah, to but get. that's like Bo Mortonic and a yeah, lot of those mm-hmm. guys that write for us. That's yeah. where their content lives. And it's easier yeah. to find now. Yeah, it's yeah. way easier to find. So you can see all the stories. You can see trophies for that specific pursuit that are coming up recently. So... It's like the biggest white tail that's been gotten recently, um, the biggest bass. You'll see all that, and that's updating live all over. Like every time you How open the pursuit is up, page, is it every time you open be, it? It's every time you open that's it. Awesome. So that should be the newest stuff showing there always. Um, questions in that pursuit. Oh, yeah. So hey, I want to learn about bass fishing. Where people are already flagging those in the the system as they go in and ask a question, and now that's really evident. Like here, are the five most recent questions in bass fishing. And so it makes it a lot easier to go in. That's one thing we had talked about. Like if Jacob asks a question in bass fishing, people that follow bass fishing will get a little notification, like the top 50 get a notification to go and answer it. But as far as like finding that question, unless I follow you or I just see it pop up in my trail mix, I'm going to miss that. And now those questions are really brought to the forefront. So it's easier to learn about that pursuit and then the gear that's associated with it. So we've got categories of gear, 
you go to bass fishing, you'll see all the lures and the rods and stuff really all in one place and all the products at the bottom of that. Yeah. And I'll say, cause you just mis- mentioned fishing products. One thing we're working on is adding more volume on the fishing side. Um, that'll happen before next spring. I think I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure, uh, mm-hmm. Jacob, Jacob got the deal done at ICAST. So, um, that was back in July. So, so we're working on that right now. We had to prioritize hunting obviously cause it's hunting season, but the, you know, there's a new wave of products hitting on the hunting side. So you'll start to see those, those will start to drop this week. By the time you're listening to this podcast, those have already started to hit, but I think the pursuits concept is the coolest thing uh, that we've introduced in a long time. We'll be yeah. making a bigger deal about this once um, we're waiting on Android to get done. Um, you know, Chris is a co-founder. He kind of leads the way on a lot of stuff. And we decided a lot of times we'll hold up something and launch it together. Uh, but this one was cool enough. We wanted to go ahead and get it out there. There's really no reason you can't interact with that on, you know, iOS, uh, Apple phones while yeah. you're waiting on an Android phone. Um, but uh, you know what? And I, the people always give us a hard time for Android um, you know, lagging, uh, which is just kind of always been the nature of having Chris, who's the iOS guy, you know, uh, working ahead of somebody else that's kind of replicating and adding to what Chris is doing. I will say, uh, props to the team because the Android police named go wild, one of the top fishing apps in the world. Yeah. So, uh, they said, if you really want to build a following and connect with other people in a meaningful way, go wild's where it's at. Yeah. So pretty awesome. Uh, shout out to the Android team and, and, and the, the, you know, the whole team here at go wild. Cause I'll obviously all the content that Braden's doing, all the brands that Jacob finds, everybody f- filters into that. It's a team process, but, uh, I just want to call that out. Cool. But and just, this is my chance to talk trash about Apple too, because they rejected my update. Oh to the yeah, app. dude. Because Brad's release notes, he always goes really into detail and puts yeah. some good release notes for the app. And it was like, hey, iOS folks, you get this feature first. It's coming to Android soon. Apple rejected us and said you can't mention Android. Oh, in your you can't release. say yeah, it you can't. They said it's irrelevant to our competitive. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, in, it, like hilarious because yeah. it just said – uh, you know, the, the, to keep it quiet that our Android, like it was kind of a joke. And uh, Chris sent that to me. I'm like, oh my God, how stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think both of our initial response was like, let's find a shitty way to sneak this in there and get yeah, past Well, well I'm like the first letter of every sentence. Don't tell me, Android. don't tell me what's relevant to my audience. You yeah. Know? yeah like, really. I, I think That's I know silly. that better than you, Apple. All right. We're out of time. Um, <laughs> this is Brad Luttrell. We got Chris Glime here with us, Braden Ware and Jacob Kentucky Waterfall Night. Y'all log time for this on the app. It's a hit the plus sign log time or pu- plus sign po- changed plus sign post. Yep. Uh, then you hit the log time and then the outdoor podcast and you'll find us there with uncensored by go out. Thanks y'all. See you.